Podcast. Stu, Angie, and Janelle Podcast. Your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Good morning, everyone. On this Friday Eve, Stu is off today. Good morning, Janelle. Good morning. So we were out yesterday broadcasting live at the Chio Dream Home. So we traveled in the morning through, you know, the snow, made our way out there. You came from downtown. Oh, it was a new experience for me. I normally walk <laughs> into work, right? <laughs> yesterday was fun on the drive. Thankfully, you weren't in the middle of the rush hour, though, yeah. because of the hours we work. But as we were reporting yesterday morning, at one point, there was, I think, 38 accidents all at one time. And there uh, were a lot of poles hit, a lot of ditches that saw a lot of car action. And I guess the report from police is the majority of those accidents, yes, some of them were speed and some of them were vehicles that were not properly cleared off. But the majority just were driving on summer tires. Really? Yeah. Didn't have a chance to swap out the tires yet. And I guess, uh, you know, all all kinds of shops yesterday were inundated with phone calls from panic drivers looking to get those tires swapped out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like a little too late because the roads are clear today. Yeah. You definitely don't need winter tires on your car this morning. No. <laughs> but like, <laughs> Although it's a good oh, thing if you already had them yeah, on. Wow. And uh, I know that right across from where we live, right across Terry Fox, there's like a new Jiffy Lube there. Yeah. And I had to go over to get something at the Walmart and I could barely get to the Walmart because the lineup coming out of the Jiffy Loop was like winding down the road and into the Walmart entrance. People would be waiting in that line for hours. Jiffy Lube doesn't do, um, like they don't take appointments for that because no. we've had our tires changed there before. You just kind of show up and you wait in the queue. Yeah, well, that's exactly <laughs> what they were doing. Oh and I was like, oh my gosh, this is bananas. I mean, we thankfully already had our winter tires on, but... Mm. Um, our insurance company requires that we do. Yeah, I believe we also have that. It's It's got to be like the beginning of November or yeah. like it. this is a little too late. And I was thinking yesterday, I thought most people would have already thought to have put them on. Like November fooled us. Yes, we had yes. 20 degree weather I in November. I think that threw people off, yeah. But we also live in Canada, in Ottawa. Like- yeah. Well, <laughs> Stu, I feel like every year he talks to us about, oh, i got to get the winter tires on, whatever. He's still two weeks out from getting his on. Yeah. And Connie's. Yeah. They both are, were driving without them. We got ours put on last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, thankfully, we were we had to call around, though. Like, we had to call around to a couple of places because they're like, we can't get it in. We can't get it in yeah. until next week. And we were like, we need them on before we go on vacation because when we come back, we want to You're full on December. Safe. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think it's smart because, I mean, we just recently changed our insurance company and we're with CAA now. I'll throw that out there. But um, I mean, we're saving a ton of money just on our home and auto insurance. But when they were telling us, okay, now here's the requirements. You have to have tires on by whatever day in November and then they have to stay on until whatever day in April. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, oh, that seems excessive. But looking at what happened on the roads yesterday morning with 38 accidents at one time. Can you imagine how busy CAA was yesterday? They're trying to protect their own butts. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so hopefully if the snow tires aren't on yet. um, You got an appointment. You got some, uh, because apparently now they're booking into mid-December most places. Mid-December, that's not going to be good for some (sighs) people. And uh, if not uh, anything else, this is a lesson for next year. (laughs) When you think useless, think of Stu. Hey everybody, welcome.
Welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. All right, everybody. Stu is off today, but he sent us his useless fact last night around 8 o'clock before he went to bed, tucked himself in for the night. Uh, and I'm trying to find, I'm trying to fact check his facts. And give us more details as you always do because he lacks in that department. I can't find a lot to back it up, but I'm going to try to make it legit here. So uh, this is the fact that he sent us. Checkers. We're all familiar with the game of checkers. Yeah. Yes. Checkers used to be known as chess for ladies. No. It's his fact. So, checkers is a very old game, and it has a lot of different names. Uh, Like, the English call it drafts. The French Uh call it les dames. So, I guess that's ladies. Ladies, yeah, that would, yeah. So, when chess came along, though, because checkers dates way back to, like, 3000 BC. Mm -hmm. Like, they wrote about it, like, the ancient writers Homer and Plato wrote about the game of checkers. But then chess came later. But when chess came... It was, like, thought to be a a superior, far more superior game. Right. So I guess, in a sense, they could have said that Checkers, Les Dames, is the game for ladies. Right. Because chess is superior. I don't know. It sounds like a bit of a stretch, to be honest. (laughs) Chess for ladies. Mm. Wow. So what do you think of that fact today? Uh, I mean, I'm not that thrilled about it. <laughs> I know, they're kind of going after us. I'll be that. honest. Um, I think I can only give that like a six this morning. <laughs> well, you're not alone. So actually, uh, worse than that, Buzzkill Joe says, what? I got up for this stew. I'm going back to bed. That's a boring two. Ooh, not Ooh. very good at Eesh. all. Um, Bitterman, eight. Yeah, heard that before. So, okay, okay. I guess it's floating around there. Yeah. Sassy Kathy uh, thinks it's a nine. So there you go. Sore Throat Anthony, not very impressed this morning, only giving him a five. Maybe Sore Throat Anthony can fact check it better for us. Yeah, he does usually (laughs) know the info. Uh, Okay, so Gusto from the Hall of Fame says, well, the fact started badly because if you can't even fact check it (laughs) and find information, then you're in trouble. He said you did save it a bit in the end for Stu. Uh, So he's giving me a 10, thank you. Uh, And Stu gets a five for what he gave us uh, <laughs> yes you can be in my hall of fame gusto <laughs> <laughs> sleepy lee six really chess for ladies interesting but ugh, yeah i feel that <laughs> diva Claus says i'm a lady and i don't know how to play chess that's me too yeah. i don't know how to play chess i don't know how to play chess i don't know how to play checkers i never played either game growing up i played checkers growing up but i kind of forget checkers like i kind of forget you crown the them when you get to the yeah, other side of the board. Them. And then yeah. you can come back and then you can jump them anywhere when you're you crowned. You can double jump or something like that yeah. when you're, yeah, I don't we know. We have a Super Mario one at home. I should play that more. <laughs> uh, Sharon the Tired. Oh my gosh. She's like, I'm giving it a one because it pissed me off that yeah. they call it a game for ladies. I'm with you there on that one, Sharon. <laughs> How rude. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu. Angie and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Oh, man. (laughs) The text, the messages we were getting yesterday with that first significant snowfall. Where's the Christmas 
music. We don't know yet. We don't know. We're waiting for Santa to let us know. Yeah, we, we it's uh, it's all up to Santa. So, uh, but that song and that woman right there, Mariah Carey, as many refer to as the Queen of Christmas, because every year she just blows everybody else off the charts, and that song every single year soars back to number one. She has officially lost her bid. To trademark that phrase, though, <laughs> Queen of Christmas. She, I didn't know she was on after this. Oh, she tried. She tried. And when they denied her Queen of Christmas, she tried to gain the rights to Princess Christmas <laughs> or Christmas Princess. And she was denied again. So what she was planning to do... We use, use the tra- trademark, obviously, for like things like fragrances and nail polish and jewelry, right. mugs, chocolate, you know, boxes and things like that. Um, so she was denied. And they said in the uh, Christmas season of giving, it is not the season of taking. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, wrong for an individual to attempt to own and monopolize a nickname like Queen of Christmas for the purposes of materialism. Mm. Don't worry, Mariah. You're still Queen of Christmas in my books. That's right. That song, as soon as you hear it, you start bopping. It's yeah, just what happens. It's just so good. Well, she used to be the queen of the Christmas movies. Candace Cameron Bure was all over the Hallmark Channel with all of her Christmas movies every Mm -hmm. year. Everybody loves the Hallmark Christmas movies. Well, she has left the Hallmark Channel reportedly because of their uh, decision to include same-sex marriages in some of the themes for their movies now and their support of the LGBTQ plus community. So she, of course, uh, is a very long-standing Christian mm-hmm. and uh, she has moved her movies and is going to the great American family channel and uh, when they asked whether the great American family channel would be following Hallmark's lead and in increasing representation in their programming her quote was I think the great American family channel will keep traditional marriage at the core mm. Suggesting okay. that traditional is better than yeah. everybody else's preferences or identities. So she is trending everywhere and backlash and other celebrities, even her own co-stars, are speaking out against her, saying they do not stand with her beliefs. She has now come out to say, well, she didn't exactly mean that. She loves everybody. But uh, it doesn't seem like that with some of the statements I read that she made. No. Yeah. No, she is uh, just in a media storm right now. Not a good one. Not a good look. No. And that's what's trending. Stuff and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. The first snowfall always provokes a lot of emotions. Yes, maybe anger and frustration was one of them yesterday. <laughs> but once you get past that, it you know it kind of brings back a lot of joy and memories from your childhood. Yeah, and for that very first snowfall to be the thick, heavy, sticky snow too, mm-hmm. we have uh, neighbors on the corner that just moved here from Brazil. Oh, wow. And their entire lawn was covered in snow friends, like snowmen, snow dogs, snow teddy bears, snow everything. So it was very fun to see them out there playing in it. Yeah, so I don't know if we got enough snow for this yesterday. Obviously, people were building and making snow forts and stuff. Maybe not enough to go on a toboggan. (laughs) Could have tried it. I don't know how successful it would be. You need a little more base layer for that. Yeah. But, you know, speaking of tobogganing, it's going to happen soon. We all know the trusted GT Snow Racer. We know the trusted, like, magic carpet Mm -hmm. or just like a typical toboggan. Yeah. 
But sometimes you don't have any of those. Yeah, growing up, we used whatever you could find, right? <laughs> and on a throwback Thursday, we're going uh, down that uh, rabbit hill asking you, what are some unconventional things you remember using as a toboggan? I don't know about you, but like we had maybe one crazy carpet each, me and my sister and yeah. I. And as soon as that thing cracked, my mom was like, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, we we never got GT snow racers <laughs> and like the $100 sleds and things like that. One year for Christmas, we got a GT snow racer. But there was four of us. Yeah, that thing only fits one person. Like it probably lasted a week. There was not a lot of sharing in the household, so right. you still had to have a couple of other sleds out at the uh, mm-hmm. the hill. And I know one year um, we took a laundry basket. We oh, thought yeah. like this was going to be like the best idea ever. It was horrible. <laughs> like the thing, you just basically started snowballing down the hill. It didn't slide very well. You just fall out of it. A laundry basket's a lot smaller than you realize when you try and cram your body inside. Yeah. It. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My middle child, this might be middle child syndrome, uh, tried this. We have the type of house where um, if you go down the stairs, and if you open the front door like Kevin in Home Alone, you no. could go right outside. You let them do this? I didn't know. <laughs> she tried to go down the stairs in a laundry basket to see, and she had opened the door to see if she could get right out the door. And I was like, this is not what we do. Could end up at Chio. Oh uh, but she did try that. Definitely didn't work out. Didn't work, yeah. Uh, but I remember as kids, um, we used black garbage bags. What? Huh? Yeah. What? I, it wasn't a good science. It didn't work very well. <laughs> they kind of like uh, fold it all up underneath you as you went. But if you could like reasonably get your body inside it, it would go for a little bit at least, you know. Okay. So you would go inside the plastic well, garbage bag. Well, you would kind of have to because if you kind of sat on it and held it, it would just bunch up underneath yeah. you. But it would it would have to be very icy. For it to work. Right. Like, that's not working in, like, the snow we had yesterday, the thick, sticky snow. Yeah. yeah. And, man, you'd be feeling every sort of little tiny bump and rock on the... Oh, 100%. <laughs> on yeah. Like, with, like, kids don't feel pain, though. sheet of plastic <laughs> covering you. I can recall one year, I'm pretty sure we took, like, a, an inflatable mattress to the... Amazing. <laughs> Because you can put a bunch of people on that. Yeah. I don't think it lasted very long. I mean, those things get holes in them when people just sleep on them in their house. Oh, yeah. So the first it, ice bump you hit. Yeah. But it was good for like a run or two. Mm-hmm. And you could like, you could put a lot of people on there. Yeah. Cardboard too. Cardboard box. Yeah. But doesn't that just eventually get soggy and fall apart? Um, If it's icy enough. Again, okay. you have to have like the icy the conditions. Right conditions. Yeah. Like, I mean, think National Lampoon's aluminum sled with the Pam on the bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, you need icy conditions for right, that. Right, right. Also, did we have aluminum sled? <laughs> seems dangerous. I remember the saucers being plastic, but yeah, maybe there was too many accidents. And yeah. they're like, let's make this a little safer. You guys have a lot of creativity, though, because we were asking you what unconventional things did you use as a toboggan? And some of the answers on our Facebook page have us wondering how you're still alive. <laughs> we're going to get to those coming up. Stuff and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. That first big snowfall yesterday had us reminiscing about those snowfalls when you were a kid and how exciting that was. But sometimes you didn't always have a toboggan or a crazy carpet on hand. So you pulled something else either out of the garage or out of your mind (laughs) and tried to attempt to slide down a hill on it. So we're asking you about those unconventional things you used in place of a toboggan. And this seems like a really popular choice, but I do love the story attached to Joanne um, and her using 
um, one of the, you know, cafeteria kitchen trays. Yes. So she said um, we were at a work party um, in a hall at Mont Cascades back in the 80s during the evening after the skill, the ski hills were closed. They got their hands on some of those kitchen trays and they <laughs> ran up the ski hill, guys. They went up a ski hill to slide down <laughs> on a little tiny tray. <laughs> she said the maintenance guys caught them and kind of put a stop to it. And was kind of oh like, before God. you guys kill yourselves. <laughs> the cafeteria tray was a very popular answer. Julia remembers them doing that at Simon Fraser University. She said, all fun and games until someone hit a tree that year. Oof, Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. Um, Patricia said that her kids a few years ago, this is pretty brilliant and I have one of these and now I want to give it a shot. They used one of those, you know, those picnic sort of beach blankets, but the ones that are like... Oh, they have kind of like a protector so they don't get wet Exactly, on, the, side. on yeah. the other side. That would be slippery on the ice. She yeah. said the kids had a blast and it went pretty fast. Okay, I like that. Um, we also had somebody message that they used a um, political sign. <gasps> like, I... <laughs> the lawn signs? <laughs> those would be fast. That is a brilliant idea. And there's like plenty available if yeah. you had grabbed them from the last election. Yeah. That we, we don't recommend had. taking them out when we're in an active political <laughs> ca- campaign. <laughs> Day of election, go around and you can pull a clone. Eileen said they, they worked pretty good. That'd be pretty slick. That would be slick. Speaking of slick, we were talking about the whole national lampoons when they sprayed the bottom of the aluminum yeah. uh, thing. So uh, we got this text at 10 30. It says, they taped together two of mom's cookie sheets and then sprayed Pam on the bottom of those and they said it was a blast. That'd be a dart down the hill. I'd go. There's no way that the tape would hold that together. Like, what? why even bother at that point? Well, duct tape kind of does wonders, doesn't it? Um, This is just like a, a, a DIY saucer. And just take the get the lid off of a garbage can. Yeah, it's pretty smart. That's like that's a quick and easy one to do. Uh, Carolyn, I admire this DIY. She cut up an old slip and slide into appropriate sizes for each of her kids. And then rolled them up to fit in their backpacks so they could take them to school. <laughs> so one big long slip and slide became like four crazy carpets. <laughs> I mean, you got to admire the economics of that. <laughs> Move mornings with stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move One Hundred. What's trending? Well, Jeopardy is such a popular show, and usually they get it right. You don't really hear a lot of people getting upset with the show until the recent episode where viewers were left stunned on a Celebrity Jeopardy episode when they made reference to the 2021 killing of Gabby Petito and her fiancé, Brian Laundrie. Yeah. So viewers say they were left stunned with this question that came up, and the clue read... In 2021, fugitive Brian Laundrie ended his days in a Florida creek home to these long and toothy critters. What? The answer is, what are alligators? And, of course, as we know from police reports, they believe that is how his body was consumed. But that was a question. Surely, on the game show, there is another way to get alligators as an answer. Uh, there's That's many other clues you could give to get alligators, but to throw, uh, you know, that story wow. and his demise into that as a popular culture celebrity Jeopardy question was not a good look. And no. many, many people were upset about that. So Miss World Canada 
has made history after crowning its very first Indigenous queen. So congratulations to Emma Morrison, a Chapleau Cree First Nations woman. She won the title this past weekend, competed against 49 other competitors in Toronto from across the country, took home the crown, and will now go to compete and represent Canada in the 72nd Miss World competition. Amazing. That's awesome. Yep. So not only did she win the title of Miss World Canada, she also won their beauty with a purpose title. So again, these pageants have evolved from more than just a beauty competition. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of other elements here. And the beauty with a purpose portion of this requires all of the delegates to have a humanitarian project that they've worked on to be of service to their community. And what she did is she, uh, over the past year, was making traditional ribbon skirts for other Indigenous women to wear so they have a physical link to their culture and they could be empowered and proud to be an Indigenous woman. So she was giving them out to other women. Wow, that's awesome. Good for her. So all eyes on her. She competes on the world stage. And that's What's Trending brought to you by DeFalco for Brewers and Winemakers. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right. Stu is away today. So I'll play for both contestants on both sides. Who's going to play the game today? We have Jason and Jack on the line. Jason got through first, so we'll let him pick his categories. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, Jason. Hello. Hello. So you get first choice of categories, Jason. We're going to tell you what they are, and you pick which one you like, all right? Okay, sounds good. So uh, thank you to Brent Whiten, who sent in our categories this morning. We have things in the trunk of your car or things in your glove box. Ooh. Mmm. I will do trunk. Things in the trunk of your car. Okay, here we go. This thing lifts your car when you need to do your tires. Yes, Uh, and this is your what tire, the one that's in your trunk. Spare. Yes, Uh, and you cover yourself when you're cold with a big, thick... Blanket. Yeah, Uh, and hammers, screwdrivers, those are all types of... Tools. Yeah, and you use this to get the snow off your windshield. No. uh, Uh, It's like you use this on your hair in the morning. Not a comb, not a comb, but a... A brush. Yes, yes, yes. And this gives your uh, car Ah. life. Oh, Oh, get stuck on brush. (laughs) Not bad, though. You guys still ended up with five. Woohoo! So, still a pretty good score. Hang on the line, Jason. We'll see how that holds up. Okay. We're going to go over to Jack. Good morning, Jack. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Very well, thanks. Good. Okay. So, we have to beat five to steal the win, all right? Yeah, we'll give it a go. All right. Things in your glove box is your category. Okay. Here we go. You have your registration and your what? You pay this every month to drive. Insurance. Yes. Uh, And not mittens, but? Gloves. Yes. And you take money out of your? Wallet. Yeah. And you put these on your eyes? Glasses. Uh, But when it's bright outside? Yeah, uh, and they give you this on paper after you purchase something. It's your yeah, uh, and you write with this. It has ink. Pen. Yeah, uh, and you have this in your glove box. Ah. Oh, no, okay. didn't didn't need it. You guys got it. We six. got it. Oh my gosh, beat him by one. Good job, Jack. Well, congratulations, Jack. We are sending you off to the Magic of Lights. We've got a car pass for you to tour through out at Wesley Clover Parks, and it all kicks off tomorrow. That's great. Thank you very much. Enjoy.
and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. Well, just in time for Christmas, uh, if you're planning on doing any travel toward Toronto, uh, forget about getting a flight. Take the bus instead. Yeah, there's a new option for travel in Ontario, which sounds so luxurious. (laughs) Traveling in Ontario. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, really, with the cost of gas prices and, you know, the hassles with flying and the very limited rental car availability, this is a stress-free option with perks. Yeah, I mean, they're literally calling this a first-class travel um, for, you know, anybody's budget. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is a company out of Alberta that is expanding here from Ottawa to Toronto. You can take the Red Arrow. The Red Arrow, the luxury (laughs) bus service. Uh, And they say it's first class travel without blowing the budget. So uh, some of the features that are very notable for this type of a bus ride... They have single-row seating. Oh, yes. Nobody sitting beside me? No stranger beside you asking you questions and trying to strike up a convo. You're sitting by yourself. You can't even get out on an airline. Mm -hmm. Like, they have got reclining leather seats. There's a fold-down table tray on a bus. I've never seen something like that before. So you can work on your laptop or do whatever you need to do, yeah. The entertainment. I mean, this is sounding just like a plane. You've got pull-down window shades, charging stations... Charging stations at every single seat. Yeah. That is like worth its weight in gold. <laughs> Satellite radio. Hey. Hey, amazing. Mm-hmm. But my favorite part is the free food. <laughs> there's, there's complimentary snacks and beverages included with your bus tickets. So you get to get things like soft drinks, popcorn, cookies, coffee, tea. You can also purchase items too, but those things, it's like... Old school flying when we used to get this stuff. I was just going to say, like, I took a flight to Vancouver this year. I got a glass of water. Like, I didn't get anything else. No cookie? No, no cookie. No, no pretzels? Nothing. No nothing. Like, you don't get that. And, and you're telling me that I can get this? On a bus ride, it has stops in Ottawa, Kingston, Scarborough, and Toronto. Pretty sweet. And the nice thing is, is they're launching December 8th. So they're doing one of those, uh, you know, promotions for the Mm pre-launch. So from December 4th to 8th, tickets are going to start at 25 bucks each. (gasps) Start the bus! Oh my gosh. You can't can't travel for cheaper. You cannot drive there yourself cheaper. There's absolutely no way. But like, you know, once that little promo is done, they're saying that tickets will range between $52 and $97. Oh my gosh. Still Still super affordable. affordable. Again, still less than the price of gas to drive to Toronto. Uh, So for all the details, check it out for yourself. New company, new luxury travel in Ontario, Red Arrow. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? I not like this, but as our language evolves, so does the game of Scrabble. And hundreds of new words have been added to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the official Scrabble Dictionary. Now includes words that, well, were not commonly used when the game was first created in 1930. Well, I mean, as it should. Yeah. So they have now put in like compound words. So things like baby moon or unfollow. So you can do that now. Okay. But lots of slang, which was never allowed before. So things like vax. We know that word all too well. (laughs) Things like guac. Okay. Like you can do the short form of guacamole. Yeah. You can do Jedi now, but not Yoda yet. 
I don't understand how they make that de- de- like depiction. Mm. Like if you're going to p- start putting some slang words in, yeah. every slang word needs to be in there. Like if you're a stan of something, stan is in there stan now. Stan made it. Yeah, really? stan made it. Convo. We're having a convo right now, you and I. Okay. Uh, the highest scoring new addition to the Scrabble Dictionary is the word fauxhawk. That's now in there too. That, that's where you'll get the most points <laughs> with the Vohawk. <laughs> All right. And Skittles did not think they needed to put this out publicly, but from the official Squiddles, uh, Squiddles, <laughs> Skittles Twitter account, they had to say, please don't throw Skittles at Harry Styles. Oh, my gosh. So he's up on stage at his recent show in L.A., and he's doing his kisses and his goodbyes, and he's blowing his kisses to the crowd, and then all of a sudden you see him hand over the eye, go down, got a Skittle right in the eyeball. Why is somebody throwing Skittles at Why do people throw anything at concerts? Yeah. This is always my pet peeve. Like, the stuffed animals, the underwear, the flowers, all that stuff you see, but, like, People are getting ridiculous now. Like, who throws a handful of Skittles? That's yeah. like a mini bullet. Like the water bottles and the beer cans. Oh. You've seen that kind of stuff. It's just ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you're going there to see this person. You've paid a lot of money to Especially be there. Especially if you're in reach of throwing Skittles at Harry <laughs> Styles' eyes. Are you just going to go there and harm them? Like, <laughs> what is happening? So, yeah, he uh, he bounced back, but it looked like it hurt. And someone reported that even the car, as he was leaving the stadium, at the end of the night, he had his hand over his eye. So. Oh, it might actually have injured his yeah. eye. Absolutely. Stop throwing stuff. And that's what's trending brought to you by the Donnelly Automotive Group. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. Well, even before he was born, Lorna and Antoine knew that their baby boy, Alfie, had a a congenital heart disease and would require major surgery at some point. And the surgery to repair the now nine-month-old's complex heart defect should be happening right now, but it has been postponed which, of course, is more collateral damage amid this worsening crisis in children's health care and a historically severe viral season that we're in. Not just here at home, though, in Ottawa at CHEO, but pediatric hospitals right across the country, including in Montreal, where Alfie was scheduled to have his procedure, are being forced to cancel surgeries because of their intensive care units overflowing, very sick young children, babies suffering from these respiratory illnesses. So for Alfie's parents, like many other parents, the surgery is being postponed and put off that weight is terrifying and they say that their son's heart surgery you know being delayed now to the new year because of lack of ICU beds after he already spent his first five and a half months mainly in ICU of his like nine month life um, to, re- you know, to uh, repair what has already been little procedures that they could do, but putting off the major surgery until he was big enough. And so he was to have this done now. But um, the timing of these surgeries is everything in so many cases. Mm-hmm. Like the longer the wait, the higher the risk of them starting to deteriorate um, and the higher the risk of them getting a respiratory illness now on top of what they already have to have done so they have to of course be very careful be careful that he doesn't catch anything because the blood flow to his lungs is so unpredictable unpredictable with this condition that he has but they have to stay in full isolation mode to protect him from that just waiting for this bed to come available and this is the situation that so many parents are finding themselves in right now. Even if you're not one of the parents in the hospital in a terrifying situation with your child having a respiratory illness, then you're the other part who are having their procedures, life-saving in a lot of cases, postponed because of this. So 
They say, you know, they spent a lot of time in the ICU and they don't wish that on anyone. And they can't imagine how these parents who are waiting in hospitals right now are feeling, not knowing if and when they will get a bed. But this is the real dire straits that people are in right now. It's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And that's all the feels on Move 100.